All right, well, grab yourself a seat. Grab yourself. Look at the person sitting next to you and say, you look good. Oh, yeah. Look at the person sitting on the other side of you and say, you look good. If you only got somebody sitting on one side of you, look at yourself and say, I look good. Amen. How many of you like encouragement? Don't you just love encouragement? It's good. Every once in a while, you just got to give yourself a little encouragement. So, uh, yeah. Any single people in the house? Any single people? Yeah, that's, this is your time to shine. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, well, welcome uh, to church. The, uh, the opportunity that we have to, to spend just these next few moments together, man, I believe wholeheartedly they're going to be a priceless time. And uh, I believe that the message that God's laid on my heart to conclude this series uh, that we've been in the last couple of weeks called Steps, um, man, I believe that if you allow it to, it will do to you what it has done to me as I've prepared, and that's changed some things. How many of you believe you've got some things that you need to change? Um, yeah, that, that, that's me. I'm always looking, trying to refine, trying to change some things. What do I need to do? I found that in life, it's not always about the huge changes. Sometimes the smallest tweaks will take you to the highest peaks, I've heard said. And uh, sometimes in life, it's the little things that you got to change to make you go do the big things that you've not done before. And so this morning, I want to be an encouragement to you. I want to speak life into you. I want to speak truth into you. I want to speak hope. I want to speak peace. Because in a room this size with this many people, I don't know what you're going through. And I don't know where today finds you. And I don't know what you're coming in from or, like I said a moment ago, what you're getting ready to step back out into. But I know that for the next 28 minutes, we're going to just be real with each other. And uh, I hope that something that God has laid on my heart will encourage you and challenge you and, uh, and, and inspire you this morning to be better than you were when you came in. If you believe you could be better, say yes. yes. If you didn't say yes, shame on you. We can all be better. So let's try it one more time. If you believe you can be better, say yes. So let's get better together. Isn't it funner to do it better together? Funner. You like that? Any English teachers? I'll get text about that. Funner. So um, we're in a series called Steps, and it's been great. I tell you, Pastor Rodney unveiled um, this to our staff and where he was wanting to go with this specific uh, series of talks that we're doing. And it's been, it's really, it's been unreal. If you weren't here the first week, we talked about stepping up in the area of serving. Um, not just being a consumer, but being a contributor, stepping up. We had over 50 people that have stepped up to serve. Many of you um, texted a number, and uh, you've been in correspondence with our team, and our teams are still contacting people to serve for, for Easter next weekend. And so that was an amazing, phenomenal day. Um, last week, we talked about stepping out. Man, a powerful message on searching for that thing that is lost and trying to find that thing that is lost, desperately searching for the lost. And uh, it was a powerful time. If you've, if you've not listened to these, um, these talks the last two weeks, I encourage you, take 30 minutes, two times this week, go back, go to the website, go to the app and watch these talks. They've just been phenomenal and I believe that very challenging. Um, and today I want to talk um, about stepping in. And... Um, I know that when we talk about stepping up and stepping out, you know, kind of the, the, the one that you just do next is stepping in. And, and so as I was thinking about what I wanted to share with you and as Pastor Rodney and I were talking about this series and, and what we desire for ourselves first and then what we desire for you, this, this topic of stepping in is something that's so vitally important. And when I was looking at this and when I was preparing for this, 
talk this weekend, um, what really began to hit me more than anything was this tagline that we have. And I've been seeing it literally over and over and over again for weeks and weeks, even before the series started, because as a staff, we look at it and we see it and, you know, we, we look at it. And, and so this, this thing, this, this, this line right here has really just been rocking my world recently. And if I want to be real with you, this, this line right here to me is when I look at this logo, I don't even see this. I see this. And it's life's a journey, not a destination. Life's a journey not a destination. I, I, I feel that, that too many times in our lives we focus on the, the finished product, the destination, and we miss so many things that happen during the journey. And so in my own personal life, I, I, I really, I, I want to do this thing that, that, that really society doesn't really talk about much, but, but I want to do this thing. I want to enjoy the journey. I want to I maximize my moments. If you're taking notes, and I encourage you to take notes, um, it's on our app. You, you can take them on the bottom of the communication card. But, but if you're taking notes, I encourage you to write these three words down. Maximize my moments. If I could sum up this talk in three words, that's what I would sum that up as today, is maximize my moments. I want to live in the moment. I want to maximize the moment that I am currently living in right now. I've made a commitment that I will make the most of this moment. I've made a commitment in my life that, that I will make the most of this moment. Not that moment, not the moment to come, not the moment that I thought I'd be at, not the moment down the road, but this moment. Look at the person next to you and say, this moment. Come on, participate. Look at the person on the other side and say, this moment. I believe that we have to make the most of this moment. The Bible speaks so clearly that this moment is the only moment we're promised. Because that moment may never show up. And so making the most of this moment, each and every moment that we walk through, maximizing this moment. Why? Because life's a journey, not a destination. And so if we're on this journey, let's make the most out of it each and every day. You know, I've got, most of y'all know this, but, but I've got a little boy at home. Um, he's 20 months old, and um, he's crazy fun. He's... Uh, He's 20 months, I mean, like, he's 20, I didn't know you counted in months, but it's a big difference, and, um, you know, it's been the last 20 months of my life has, has been really kind of crazy, and um, any parents in here, let's meet after, let's have a prayer meeting, and uh, just pray for our kids, and um, the 20 months journey that I've been on, trying to learn how to be a father has just been unreal, because I ain't never done it before, and... Um, it's amazing the people that I've surrounded myself with and the people that have, have spoke into this time that, that I've, I, I've been doing with my, my son. And, you know, I'm so blessed and thankful I've got an amazing wife that, that we run this race together. We, we're on this journey of parenthood together. And, um, you know, there's so many amazing moments along this journey. And, um, but there's also <laughs> some not-so-cool moments, you know? Like I was talking to somebody the other day, and I made the statement, I can't wait till he's five. Y'all feel me? Like, like I can't wait, wait till he's five. And then I'm like, well, why would you say that? I'm like, bro, like, like he's, 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 he, he can't tell me exactly what he wants. I can get in there. It's like playing the game hot and cold. You know what I'm saying? Remember, like, you find an object, it's like hotter, hot, cold, cold. Like, he, he, he can't quite tell. This is what he, he walks around the house saying, dat. 
that. Dad, not dad, dad, like I want dad. So he'll walk into the kitchen and go, dad. I'm like, what is that? He goes, dad. Man, man, if you just tell me, bro, I'll give you anything you want for the love of God. Tell me. And he's trying, but he, I, I can't wait till he can go to the bathroom on his own. <laughs> I guess technically he goes on his own now. I just got to clean it up. I had a guy that I told this to. He looked at me and he was, he, he, you know, he got in that serious face, that, that serious tone. He said, don't you ever say that. <laughs> I was like, why? He goes, the moments will go by so fast. He said, maximize the moments. Enjoy every moment you have. He said, if you blink, he's going to graduate from college. I said, you obviously don't know my kid. I'm not sure college is in his future. <laughs> um, but that's what he said. That's, I mean, literally, and I thought to myself, man, what a powerful statement. Because so many times in society, we glorify the destination. You know, but we, we don't ever talk about the journey. And most of life, let's be real, most of life is not about the destination. Most of life is the everyday, ordinary steps that we take. That's most of our life. And so what I'm passionate about and what I want to do in my own life is something that I want you to do. I want you to maximize your moments. Don't focus so much on the destination that you lose the journey that takes you there. As I was putting my thoughts together and I was, I was, I was looking at some things, you know, I, I begin to, I begin to, to kind of gather these thoughts. And I want to share them with you today. And there's a few notes that you can take. They're going to be on the screen. But I want to walk through this because this is something that I believe that, that we all can, can focus on. And no matter whether you, where you are on your journey, we're all, thank God, on a journey. No matter where you are on your journey, I believe that we can all learn to maximize the moments. And see, the challenge that we have, and you can put up here, our challenge is to fight the temptation to simply go through the motions rather than to live to maximize maximize the moments. See, that's our temptation. The temptation in life every day is to simply go through the motions. The mentality of going through the motions is, is really when you're present, but you're not really present. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you're here, but you're not really here. Some of you this morning, you're here, but you're not really here. And so you're, you're going to miss a moment if you don't watch it because you're just going through the motions. Um, the, the going through the motions is the mentality of saying, it's just another day. It's just another Monday. It's just another Sunday. It's just another service at church. It's just another struggle. It's, it's just another. I believe too many times in our own lives, we wake up in the morning and we put our feet on the ground and we say, it's just another day at the office. And if we're not careful, we find ourselves going through these motions. And when you go through the motions and you don't maximize the moments, what you'll find is you'll find that you're, you're at a church that worships, but you don't worship. You'll find yourself at a church that's passionate about life change, but you're not passionate about life change. A church that's reaching the community, but you're not reaching the community. And if you're not careful, what happens is you'll go through these motions, and before you know it, you've missed so many moments because you've got the it's just another mindset. 
And that's the temptation that we all face because you look at your life and you're thinking, well, I, I wish or I thought or I should be way farther down the road than I am. And so instead of maximizing the moment that you find yourself in, you find yourself focusing on the moment that you wish you had. And I don't want to ever miss a moment. I think back to just this past week. It's amazing when you're preparing to talk to hundreds of people about a topic, how much inward focus you give yourself. Because if I got to stand up here with a microphone this morning and talk to you sitting here, talk to those watching us online, if I have to do that this morning and ask myself, am I maximizing the moments or am I simply going through the motions? How many conversations did I walk by this week? How many people did I walk by this week that it was a moment that God had put in front of me to make a difference in somebody's life, but because I was just going through the motions, I missed a moment. I was so worried about the destination that I was actually headed to that I missed the moments along the journey to get to that destination. How many conversations did you miss this week because you were too busy with what you thought was important? You know, the last couple weeks, we've been sitting, some of you, on these Easter invite cards. Some of you, if I were to walk to your car right now, you'd have a collection. <laughs> They're not there for dash display. But if you're not careful, Easter's going to come and go, and you're going to look in your vehicle. You're going to open up your glove box. You're going to open up your console, and you're going to have a stack of them, and you're going to have to do the walk of shame and throw them in the trash can because you missed moments to invite people to come to one of the biggest, most easily invited services of the year. And you're going to miss the moments. And I don't want you to have to take these invite cards and throw them in the trash. The Monday after Easter, because you missed a moment to invite somebody to Easter. We've got two services next weekend. We have one on Thursday. We have an 8.30 next Easter Sunday. We have a 10 o'clock next Easter Sunday. I'm going to put every chair we got out because I believe and believe and believe that you are going to maximize your moments, that I'm going to maximize my moments this week, and we're going to fill this room with people that are far from God because it's not about the destination. It's about the journey, and let's take as many people with us as we can as we head to our destination. That's what I believe. I have faith and I'm expecting that that's what's going to happen. Because I believe that God never intended for us to do this life alone. I believe too many of us, we try to do life by ourselves. We try to do life alone. And there's a lot of different reasons why. And, you know, some of it are circumstances and some of it is, 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 is regret and shame and, and those things. But, but in reality, God never intended us to walk alone. I love the fact that Jesus himself modeled this. Here's Jesus who comes to earth in his destination. The only reason he came to earth, his destination was ultimately the cross and the tomb and then to rise again. That was his destination. But instead of coming as a grown man, he came as a baby. And we begin to see the journey of Jesus' life through his childhood, his teenage years, and then ultimately to his adulthood. When he got to adulthood, he simply could have walked to the cross and taken care of it instantly. But no, that's not what he did. What Jesus chose to do was he chose to take us on this journey of his life. Jesus, the man that has everything. Jesus, the, literally the savior of the world. He didn't need anybody. But yet he chose to walk through life with people. He chose to step in to the community that he was in. He chose to step in to a group of friends. He chose to step in. And of all people, Jesus didn't need anybody else. 
He had everything he needed. But yet he chose to take that step. Why? So it could model what he desires for us. When he became an adult, he simply could have gone to the cross instantly. But instead, he chose to take us on the journey of his life. And I love the first thing that he does when he begins this journey to the cross. His destination was the cross. But when he began this journey to the cross, the first thing that he did was he stepped into the community and he found these 12 men, these 12 disciples. He went to them where they were. And he compelled them to come back with him. And I love that fact because that's what God has commanded us to do, to go out to them and to bring them in and allow them to see that when they put their faith and they put their trust in God, he ultimately has the power to change them. And I love the fact that as Jesus gathers these disciples and he begins to live his life with these disciples, these common, ordinary, uneducated men, I'm telling you the greatest parts of the Bible to me are the stories and the questions that these men that Jesus surrounded himself with ask him. And it's amazing to me because he begins to reveal himself to those disciples and as they begin to walk and they begin to journey from town to town, the, ga- the multitudes begin to gather and as you look at Jesus' life, you know that One of the things that he does so often is he does these miracles. And so many of the miracles in the Bible that Jesus performs with his disciples around and witnesses of his miracles, so many of them, you don't even, they don't even have like a crowd. It's just they're walking and a lame person comes over and Jesus heals them or they're doing this and he does this and he does this. And so these disciples are seeing Jesus in his awe and in his splendor, be just a normal man, investing in them and then reaching the community, inviting them to come in and then walking through the community. And so what, a, what an amazing model that Jesus gives us. And I want to share with you one of my favorite miracles this morning. It's a very common miracle, um, but it's cool because so many of the miracles are only mentioned in one of the, what we call the Gospels. The Gospels in the Bible are the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And there's, there's four Gospels. And so many miracles are mentioned in each of those Gospels, but just that one Gospel. But do you know there's only two miracles outside of the resurrection of Jesus, which is, would be technically the third miracle. There's only two miracles mentioned in all four Gospels. Only two. The healing of a blind man. And the second one, my favorite miracle, the feeding of the 5,000. How many of you know the story of the feeding of the 5,000? This is just one. If you don't know this, I encourage you, go home, Google it, find it, read it in all four Gospels. It's amazing. But the feeding of the 5,000, so I want to share this with you. And the reason that I love this miracle so much is because Jesus uses his power in the people that he surrounded himself with to feed the people. Jesus didn't use his power to feed the people. Jesus used his power... He gave his power to his disciples, his small group, his life group, the people he was doing life with, and then they, in turn, went and made a difference in the lives of people. And I want to read this with you, and and, and it's a lot of verses, but we'll kind of go through, and um, they're going to be up here on the screen, and if you have your Bible, turn. I'm going to to read the one from Mark. So I said it's mentioned, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, but I'm going to read the one from Mark, and it says this. It says, so they left by boat for a quiet place. Um, where they could be alone. But many people recognized them and saw them leaving. And pe- This is Jesus and the disciples. And saw them leaving. And people from many towns ran ahead along the shore and got there ahead of them. Jesus saw the huge crowd as he stepped from the boat. And he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began to 
teaching them many things. So he began teaching them many things. So Jesus and the disciples are, are literally, they're traveling around. They get onto this boat to try to get ahead of the crowd. But they don't even just not get ahead of that crowd. That crowd follows them. And then there's another crowd when Jesus steps off the boat. So all these people, they say 5,000 men. So we're talking probably 15 to 20,000 total people because it says men and their families. And so there's probably 15 or 20,000 people that have gathered around to hear Jesus. And Jesus makes the most of the opportunity that he has. Jesus was obviously, maybe for some people, not planning on teaching 20,000 people that day. But Jesus maximized the moment. He said, I've got all these people here. They're like a sheep without a shepherd, so what am I going to do? I'm going to take some time. I'm going to teach them some things. And so Jesus begins to teach them, and his disciples are there with him. And so the disciples are watching Jesus reach his community, literally at 20,000 people. And this is what happens. It says, late in the afternoon, his disciples came to him. They came to Jesus, and they said, this is a remote place. This is like Bithlow. <laughs> so this is Bithlow. Y'all been Bithlow? Don't blink, you'll miss it. But that's when I read the Bible, that's how I read it, you know? Makes it cooler. So this is like Bithlow. It's a remote place in the middle of nowhere. And it's already getting late. It says, send the crowds away so they can go to the nearby farms and villages and buy something to eat. The disciples' plan is, we ain't got a plan. So they need to leave. But Jesus looked at his disciples and said, no, you feed them. With what, they ask? We'd have to work for months months to earn enough money to buy food for all these people. How much bread do you have, Jesus asked. Go and find out. Man, what a powerful story that is. What do you currently have right now that you don't think is enough? I believe that we're sitting, a lot of us, on our blessing. Well, I just, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm God, Jesus literally said, what do you have? Go find out. Maximize your moment. Here we've got a captive audience. The easiest thing we can do, let's sit them all down. I love what he says. He says, they came back and reported, we have five loaves of bread and two fish. See, Jesus, I told you. I done told you. You'd have done this an hour ago. They'd have been gone by now. Then Jesus told the disciples to have the people sit down in groups. I love it. It says groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of 50 or 100 all across this area. And I love, it says Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish. He looked up towards heaven and he blessed them. You see, I believe sometimes we look at what we currently have and we think that it's not enough. Like we can't make an impact. Um, we, we don't have what it takes. We don't have the resources. We don't, we don't have enough. So instead of using what we have, we don't do anything with what we have. We don't maximize the moment that's on this journey because maybe you don't live the way that you should live at work Monday through Friday. It's hard for you to hand out an invite card to Easter on Sunday because they're going to know that, that you go to church and honestly you don't live like you go to church. You know what I mean? So you, you, you take your five loaves and your two fish and, and you kind of hide it and all God's saying is give it to me. Give me what you have. Give me what is enough for you, and I will make it more than enough for them. And Jesus takes what they have, and he takes it, and he blesses it, and then he breaks it into pieces. He kept giving the bread to the disciples so they could distribute it, so they 
could distribute it. Jesus used his group of people, his men that he had literally. Can you imagine the conversations as these men were passing out the bread? Y'all ain't gonna believe what Jesus is doing up there. <laughs> you ain't gonna believe. You better take it. You better. If you're hungry, there's probably gonna be some more. Can you imagine the conversations that were had? We had five loaves and two fish, and he's just, I know you're in the back of the line, but, but he, I'm telling you, it's, 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 it's keep coming. Allow God to take what we have, bless it, break it, and then allow us to take it to the community. Look at the next part. He also divided the fish for everyone to share. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward the disciples picked up 12 baskets of leftover bread and fish. Why did they pick up 12 baskets? There were 12 disciples. Jesus wanted to show them that if you give me all that you have, I will give you more than you need. I will give you more than you need. I will give you more than you need. He wanted to make sure that all 12 of those disciples had a basket to carry back. Because you can imagine those disciples walking back. Y'all, y'all got a basket? I got a basket. Where'd you get yours? Man, what in the world? How in the world? They all had it. I believe that shows that Jesus wanted all of them to make a difference. The problem that we have is that some of us are not willing to step in. Some of us are, some of us aren't. What would it look like if we all stepped in, we rallied around the vision, we rallied around the mission, and we took that to the people? Imagine if every invite card that's in the chairs right now was gone when we dismissed in a moment, and they didn't just wind up in your back pocket, they didn't just wind up in your car, and your truck, whatever vehicle you drive, they wound up in the hands of somebody that was lost, looking for a savior, somebody that needed hope, somebody that needed peace, somebody that turned their back on God. What if that invite card could change a life? Maximize your moment. Maximize your moment. Jesus wants to take what we have and he wants to use it to feed the masses. There's two things that I want to share with you as we close. Um, because I believe that there are two very simple ways that we can make sure that we maximize the moments on our journey. I don't want to just talk about this and just get you, you know, me sweating and you excited and I'm spitting, I'm sorry. Um, but I, it's, it's, I, I just want to do that. I want to give you some things that you can actually do. And so if you're taking notes, I encourage you to write these two things down. Two ways to maximize your moments. Two ways to maximize the moments on your journey because that's what we're called to do. Guess, here's the deal. Guess what? You don't have to maximize my moment. You maximize your moment. You don't have to maximize my moment on your journey. No, it's my journey. I'm going to maximize mine. You do yours on your journey. And let's do it together. The first one is this, and it's really simple. You have to protect your view of the process. You have to protect your view of the journey. A lot of times we get discouraged by our journey. It's taken me longer than I expected. It's not working the way that I thought. I thought I would be so much farther down the road. Let me tell you something. Society may glorify the finished product, but God glorifies the work in progress. The work in progress. Because it's in the work in progress that God's love is shown. His favor is shown. His goodness is shown in the progress. Many of y'all know this, but um, a dear friend of mine and Pastor Rodney's is a man by the name of Richard Aubrey. And uh, he runs a ministry in the island of the Bahamas called Camp Bahamas. And for over a decade, um, as a church, we've been going down. Um, each summer, we're going back uh, June 4th. Um, to this amazing place. It's a little island called Eleuthera. Um, Richard is a Bahamian. He has a heart for the Bahamian people. 
Um, he, he has a vision and a passion um, for the Bahamian people. Do you know that one out of every two, so like 50% of the children that are born in the Bahamas don't know who their dad is. They grow up never knowing a father. And um, so Richard has this vision and this, this passion in his heart to change that by, by impacting the teenagers. So Richard's been on this journey for a long time, um, 15 plus years. For many of the first years, he would have to rent out little hotels and little motels and little properties and all this stuff. And about 10 years ago, Richard was blessed and a, and a gentleman donated 23 acres of land to him on this island of Eleuthera, sea to sea. It's an amazing piece of property. All that was on the property when Richard got it were trees, literally trees, I mean a forest. And it was crazy because the first thing that Richard did was he, he pushed a road all the way from one side to the other. And we were one of the first groups, and I've got a picture here, we were one of the first groups to walk on this property. What you see to the left and to the right, that's what the entire piece of property looked. And see, Richard had this vision, this destination of a camp that he could build that literally hundreds and thousands of students could come to. And he said, God, if you give me this, I will reach ch children and students and I will proclaim the gospel. So Richard had this vision to, to start a sports camp, a camp that's all about sports. And the sports gets them there and when the kids come there, he gives them the gospel. So that's Richard's passion. He's using sports to preach the gospel. And so he begins to do this. And, and this is literally our group, the first group down this property. Go to the next picture for me. This is what, and I know it's blurry, but this is what the, the, the property looked like right towards the water. The next picture shows a, kind of another picture of it. Go to the next one. Go to the next one. What this is, is this is our group 10 years ago. We sat on the, the beach. That's not a really pretty beach, but it was the beach that we had. And we held the very first worship service on that piece of property. You know, a lot of people would say, well, you can't do that. It's not finished. Let it finish. Once the camp's built, then you can do that. But see, Richard knew, we knew that it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And if you're faithful through the journey, you protect your view of the journey, it's at that point that lives can be changed. So we go from this, go to the next one. We start building. We start building some cabins because we gotta house these students and go to the next one. This is just amazing. Then we start really building. Listen, that, that, that's what it looks like. But you know what, it's not finished. You know the cool thing about this though? is that we didn't wait till it was finished to start reaching kids. Little by little, God was faithful because we maximized the moments. We maximized every moment that God gave us. Go to the next one. We look at this and we see that is our camp right now. June 4th, we'll be going right there. And as good and as awesome as that looks, it's not done. But you know what God's been able to do on that piece of property right there? We've got a gymnasium. There's only eight in the whole country. We got one on our island. We got a 250-foot slip and slide. We've got a gymnasium. Look at that. That's campers being led, but it's not finished. But we're maximizing the moments. Go to the next one. Look at this. I love these. Kids, those kids prayed to receive Christ the week they went to camp. Look at the next one. 
those kids prayed to receive Christ the week they went to camp. The camp's not finished. How is God doing something when it's not done? Look at all those kids in a gymnasium on a piece of property that's not finished yet. Go to the last one. What I love about this very last picture, this is the very first baptism service. Right down here on the bottom part, that's Richard and the very first camper that was ever baptized at camp. These are Bahamians, kids, that they needed the hope of God. And you know the cool thing about this story? It's not done yet. But you know what we're doing? We're maximizing the moments. We're going to take 40-plus people on June 4th, and we're going to go maximize the moments because God's going to be getting the glory in the progress. Don't let the destination get in the way of what God wants to do in you right now. But I'm not who I'm supposed to be. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't, we'll stop and maximize your moments. I will make the most of this moment. Stop viewing your journey as something that will one day go away when you get to your destination. View it as the most important piece to your destination is the journey and the moments along your way. Protect your view of the process. Second thing will be done. Protect your view of the mission. What is the mission? Our mission is to live like Jesus and to lead people to Jesus. As a church, our mission statement is on the wall. It says to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus. That's the mission. That's why we do what we do. That's the mission. I want to tell you this, and I mean this. Many of you, you're saying, but you don't understand my journey. You don't understand what I'm on. You don't understand. And listen, I may not understand, but I do know this. While you're trying to put your life together, the world is falling apart. So stop trying to get everything together. If you're trying to get your life together before you reach the community, before you step in to step out, if you're trying, you're, you're missing the whole point of the gospel. Live like Jesus and lead people to Jesus. And I want to close with this last thought, and this is something that, that God spoke to me, and this is something that I want to just understand, but it's, it's simply this. I want my motto... I want to allow God to take the moments of your journey or my journey, and I want to turn them into a movement for his glory. I want him to use the moments in my journey. I want him to use the moments in your journey. And I want to step in to community. I want to step in and surround myself with people. I have a group that I lead on Wednesdays with a group of men. 11.30 to 12.30, it's a blast. We have so much fun. But I've stepped in, and we're learning and growing together. Why? Because we're using the moments of our journey to make a movement for his glory. Allow God to do the same with you. Step into what God has and allow God to change you moment by moment by moment. But I'm going to say it one more time. Don't wait to get your life together and watch the world fall apart. Let's do all that we can and maximize our moments. Amen? Let's pray together.